why don't why don't we just go live right now and uh we'll touch on this hi i'm obi this is ed and we are drinking from the garden hose as you just heard we are recording this will be the first episode we ever do with a um rehearsal because we just recorded a wonderful episode and didn't hit record that's me trouble with technology remember you can guess wherever you get our your podcast spotify google chromecast uh apple but then we're gonna go right into it we know what of what were the highlights from the episode and the, the number one highlight so first, was first first, OB, first i gotta get something on my chest we this is the second time this is the second time that we failed to record a zoom so we missed a week because we didn't realize it until like a week till like two days later at least we recognized it like as we were signing off we're like oh shit did we record that that's the first thing the second thing is our listeners should thank us that yes the charm is that we suck but we just saved them i think we're going to do this quick condensed i think we probably they're probably going to get 20 minutes of the lives back we're not going to get those 20 minutes back we should be off to do whatever we're going to do but we're going to go quick condensed quick hitters highlights so everyone can thank us later all right obi jump into it Absolutely. So, Ed, you already know why I'm turning in my man card, but I went to Europe. I was told there was a lot of pickpockets as compared to here in the States. A lot of arguments online about whether that's true or not, but enough doubt that I went ahead and I bought a little shoulder harness man purse. Ed, what do we think? Well, the first time I saw it, which was about an hour ago, and now I'm still laughing. So for those of you who obviously can't see this video because it's a, a, a audio podcast, think of a fanny pack, but you wear it over your shoulder, over one shoulder, and it cuts across your chest, maybe cuts between your boobs, depending on how big you are. And this guy Obi here, he's wearing this thing, and he thought it was cool to protect his wallet. And uh, yes, you lose your man card, Obi, without a doubt. And the other thing, you would lose your man card over, and I think you would try to wear them is capris you're in europe capris are a thing and you wore like a man purse it's like almost you're bald so you can't have a man bun but it's like you would have the perfect european outlook or outfit you'd have a man bun this little shoulder thing and capris now that that's that's a a step too short for me with the capris i i cannot pull off a capri i've seen what a capri looks like my legs uh and capris i don't think they would match at all at all, wouldn't even try it. Wouldn't even try them on to try it. I'm not Dwayne Wade. I can't do a capri. So Obi, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Proud of you, even though you're wearing that shoulder harness. Um, but as you say, it's not just your legs that can't pull off capris. There's not a guy listening to this podcast that can try to pull off. So Obi, I, I know you're over there in Europe, and uh, you know this is a question I ask everybody. And I know you don't drink beer, but I just got to know in France because you were in France and London. Is the beer warm or cold? Well, I resisted all urges to stick my finger in anybody else's beer um, to test that for you. And uh, I don't know whether the beer was cold or not. I didn't see anyone with a sweaty glass, but I didn't see people leaving their glasses of beer around for too long either. Uh, most people, when they got their drink, they, they were done by the time the meal uh, got there. So I, I don't know. What I will tell you is that I went to Prague a few years ago. The beer was cold. It was not warm beer. So I think 
maybe in the English pub it's warm, but uh, I think in the streets of France and specifically Paris, it is not warm. That is my guess. Okay, I, I am a little disappointed. You're a, a rude American. I think you could have stuck your finger in your beer. Yeah. Just say, hey, you. Just let me let me let me test that. I, I need to know. And then play dumb, like no, voulez-vous le français? You know, you just say shit like that. Yeah. And, and then run. And then run. Or, or, or pretend I have a completely different country. But but if you ran, what are they going to do? Get on their little moped and chase you? I mean, come on. Oh, those guys all have little electric scooters. They'll catch right up to you. You know, those... when I was growing up, man, people did not want to be seen riding mopeds. But now you go to Europe, everyone has them, right? They have the mopeds and the and the the electric scooters. Those little like lime scooters are oh, everywhere. Yeah. You can rent like when you go to like these other cities, you can rent them for like a buck a minute. Yes, yes, they are all over the place. And electric bikes. Did you try any of the electric scooters or bikes? Not on this trip. I did play with an electric scooter once in Baltimore. Um, but not, you know, it was fun, but not, you didn't use it for actual transportation. Just use it to scoot around see what it was like. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So Obi, we, we, we talked about, uh, your flight over there trying to sleep and getting woken up all the time. Uh, and then you had to, to splurge for the business class. Yes. On the way back, we used the points and, and went business class and that was well worth the points. Uh, if you can, uh, if you have to do a flight that's more than four hours and you have the wherewithal to do it, do business class. Uh, they treat you very well, which was ridiculous. Didn't even care about that. I was happy just with the nice chair and lie back. But before the flight starts, they come up to you, Mr. Spencer, these are our three choices of meals. Which would you like? And then they serve the meal like a three course meal. They bring out the, the salad and then they bring out, uh, they clear off your plate and they bring out other things. And then I went to sleep and I woke up and there, no one bothered me, asked me if I wanted pretzels or, or uh, peanuts. I woke up, there's a tray of nuts just sitting on my tray table, a little bowl, like a wasabi bowl full of nuts. It was wonderful. Great. They treat you so nicely and uh, you get to sleep. It was, I can't be beat. I've, ne I've never seen a grown man so excited about having a tray of nuts on his lap when he woke up. Uh, all right. So here, here, here's the, now. here's the real thing, right? You, this we did not discuss in the first part. Here's me selling out my beautiful, sexy wife. My wife hates to fly. Absolutely hates it. Um, take, she's one of the folks who takes the anxiety meds to fly. But when flying in business class, they make it so comfortable. She didn't need to take her meds. She just said, eh, I'm good. And that is the excitement you actually hear. So yeah, I got... A thing of nuts, big whoop. But I know that I got the thing of nuts. And my wife is like, you can find a way to fly business class all the time. So people, please start buying this podcast, subscribing to this podcast, sharing this podcast so I can fly business class more often. I can go more places with my wife. We all know. It's all about the train nuts. That's all right, right, Obi. So while you were flying around with, <laughs> with a bowl of nuts <laughs> all over Europe, um, the, you also visited London. There's one question I didn't ask you before. I got to ask you now. You went to London right after the Queen died. I mean, I mean, was the Queen? I mean, obviously the Queen was still dead because she's still dead today. But so, did you get to participate in any of the uh, pomp and pageantry of of her death? 
We got there two days after the funeral, and uh, there's a, a park called Green Park that is very close to the palace. And we randomly stopped there. We got some food, and we went into the park, and we ate. And we noticed that a lot of people were in the park eating. We also noticed a lot of foot traffic in the park, and we later learned that everyone was, not everyone, but a lot of people were walking through the park. They get halfway through the park, they were given flowers, and they were able to lay flowers out for the queen. And we talked to people who were there to do, in London, to do such things. So there was definitely a, a extra energy around the city. Uh, you could tell there was, there was extra traffic. But it wasn't like any sadness. It didn't feel like sad, just extra people there uh, who usually probably don't vacation that time of year to London. So maybe you were surrounded by a bunch of Irish people. Well, there wouldn't have been any beer to test then because they would have been gone. Ooh, making oh, yeah, Irish yeah, jokes. We all, we all know that they were not sad, right? No. No, they were not sad. No, I, I, I don't think... I, even the women who we talked to, we talked to two, we sat down at a table and they were, whatever, we started a conversation with strangers, as you will, sometimes. They were there to show respect, but they were not mournful. Okay. Well, as everyone knows, we are big followers of the royal family on this podcast. That's why I had to bring that up. Of course, of course. Passing as well, and our thoughts on that. So, Obi, while you were gallivanting all over Europe, I was attending a millennial wedding. Now, this is my first millennial wedding. There's been other millennial weddings that I have been invited to, but for various reasons I did not attend. So this was my first crack at the nut, shall we say, since we'll stay with the nut theme today. And there's a couple of things I noticed about this wedding that uh, I, I want I want to get your opinion on, but a couple other things that were just interesting. Technology. There was a drone taking pictures of us overhead. Never been a part of that. Uh, there's also a phone, a rotary phone, old school rotary phone that millennials don't even know what they are, but you could go pick that up and record a message. So there was an electronic recorder on that. They had the photo booth. Obviously, you got the prints of the four photos, but they also had digital photos that the bride and groom have and that they then posted. And uh, there's even the most famous photo uh, booth photo of the father of the bride who thought he was only taking one photo. So the first photo is of him. The second photo is him walking out of the frame. The third and the fourth are blank because he didn't know he was in a photo booth, which is interesting. Uh, they had signature cocktails, which is a millennial thing. And But last, here's where I really want to get to this on this, Obi. There was a lot of pot, weed, cannabis, marijuana. It's legal now, but I'm old. Live most of my life with it illegal. I was shocked. And I thought it was kind of disrespectful. So I really want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I'm gonna, we didn't touch on these other things before. So on our missing episodes, I would just like to say that drone thing sounded totally awesome. And yeah, I don't think they can do weddings without photo booths anymore. I think that that is just like a given now. I even wonder if there's actually wedding photographers anymore or just photo booths. It's just whatever. Well, I mean, the photo booth was packed all night. I mean, there was people getting... My daughter... My daughter, I think she's got like 24 different photos in that photo booth. I mean, she spent the whole night there. Well, that's good because it's not, she's just about the age where she would have been spending it with all the people smoking weed. So like it was, it was that was the choice. Dad's here, I'll go to the photo booth and uh, be a good daughter. Right. But yeah, so as I said earlier in our part of our conversation, uh, yes, millennials 
seem in my experience to prefer weed to alcohol and the Gen Z even more so. Um, I think that the disrespect about weed at a wedding really comes down to what do the bride and groom prefer. And if the bride and groom are smokers, then I think you're going to have weed at the wedding. I've been to, as we talked before, I've been to three millennial weddings. One very recently who was a very young millennial. Uh, one in Colorado, which someone who just is a millennial. And then one in Philadelphia that was inside um, with someone right in the middle of those two folks. So, you know, I got the, the whole thing. The Colorado one was just, it was just in the early days of things being legal in Colorado. And it was plenty of people smoking in plenty of circles. The other two, there was none. One was totally inside, and the other one was a was a was a the the if the bride and groom were pot smokers, I would be shocked. So I think that if there were people there who smoked weed, they were certainly respectful of the bride and groom and chose not to do it at the venue. But it was an outdoor event, so people easily could have done so. So you're a no to disrespect and that we're old and we just got to get over it. That's kind of what you're saying, right? I, I think that uh, you are being an extra grumpy old man with that thing and that's disrespectful. And when you're, when you give away your daughter, just know that the guy who's taking her arm is probably going to be thrown out of his life. So yeah, thanks. That makes me feel so much better. So I think we should have had a special guest on this podcast. I should have invited my 92 year old grandmother because I'd love to hear what her thoughts were on the, the marijuana smoking at the at the wedding, um, your ninety-two-year-old grandmother still can't believe that everybody isn't smoking cigarettes at the wedding. Well, my ninety-two-year-old grandmother also was out on the dance floor with her walker, and at one point, the bride, her granddaughter, was carrying around this huge bottle of champagne, uh, and or well, she was carrying around, but she may have given it to her groom. Either way, my grandmother got this bottle of champagne and freaking chugged it. In the middle of the dance floor, and the 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 stoners went nuts. I say the stoners because we're just now saying everyone's stoned except the old people. So here, here's my question for you. I just want this was your cousin getting married, your first cousin, because you said it was her grandmother, or was it her great grandmother? Yeah, no, no, no. It was her, it was my first cousin. So my family, you know, my dad's like one of the oldest, and okay, captain. I, I, you know, Catholic technologically, and so I have a. I was. I'm the oldest grandchild and so there's a lot of cousins that are a lot younger than me that fit into the millennial category that are you know closer in age to my daughter than they are to me so. i understand how those things can happen yeah i mean i was sitting around the fire the fire the bonfire which i thought was like a cult session because everyone was seated 30 feet away from the flames uh with the groom and at one point we were talking we were talking about sing-along <laughs> we wanted to do a sing-along and um, I was telling him he's got to come up with some songs. And I named a couple. And he looked at me. He goes, you got to remember, I was born in 91. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Now, is this the youngest? Uh, you're the oldest cousin. Is this the youngest cousin or there's still more to go? There's still more to go. Oh, you're a lucky man. There's still more to go. And then, obviously, the grandkids or, or, or the great-grandkids uh, will be right. getting married probably. Well, hopefully not too soon because my kid's the oldest great-grandkid. But, yeah, so uh, great-grandma. Uh, or my grandmother was out on the dance floor and uh, chugged a bottle of, well, not the whole bottle, but she definitely tipped it back and the crowd went wild. All right. 
So another thing about that dance, you know, another thing about that is the music at a millennial wedding, right? Like I get it. Like never before have I really noticed the musical differences and not necessarily even differences. It's just like, you know, when we were growing up, uh, you know, you'd listen to your parents' music and be like, that's some old fogey shit. You know, I'm not, I'll never listen to that. I'm, I'll, and I'll always be hip, right? This is the music I like today, but when I'm older, I'll be listening to young shit. And I got on that dance floor and I'm telling you, I didn't know any of the songs. And I'm like, this is crap. By the way, I thought it was crap. I mean, it had a dance beat, but I thought it was crap. And so I'm like, man, I'm old. I can't even like young kids' music anymore. Yeah, that is a failing of yours. I've noticed that you have not been able to absorb any of the young kids' music. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm hip, but I, I think I like enough of it to, like, when I was at that party, there was definitely uh, songs that were being played. When I was at any of the weddings that we just mentioned, there were songs that were being played that were released in the last five years that I certainly knew and knew well. Um, I blame um, your children for not breaking you in enough they need to take your bullying tendencies and make you listen to new music. That's that's on them. Uh, when you're snoring in uh, in a hotel during the basketball game, she needs to like flare some music. So, oh, I'm glad you brought that up because I got to go there in a second. But the reason I don't know my kids' music is they're always listening to their headphones, so I never hear it. I never hear, it. and which is really weird. Is like I'll I'll be flipping on the the radio, listening to the series, and I'll get to like the hits one station with all the pop, and then like I'll hear a song that's kind of catchy. And then my kids will be over in the passenger seat singing along with them. I'm like, wait a second, how do you know this song? And they look at me like, because you're old, Dad. Um, it's been out for like two years. <laughs> so, but at one, so in the dance, I got, so I got to touch on the dancing and I got to touch on the snoring. So at one point, Nirvana came on. So now Nirvana, I guess, must have been played because it came out in the year the bride and the groom were born in '91. And but it was some kind of house mix, so they didn't even play the whole song. It was always just the. I know, I know, I know. We'll let the lights out. Just the chorus, right? But I was out there, and, you know, how did we dance back in the 90s? You just jumped up, straightened down. So that's what I was doing and, you know, impressed my wife with my, my hop. But uh, I had to ice my knee for, like, three days afterwards. Over. I hurt my knee dancing at a wedding. You're old, but had you listened to the millennials, they probably would have prescribed some CBD oil to, to help you with that knee. That's right. Or, or they would have just let me take a straight hit. So the snoring, and I don't you think CBD oil can fix snoring because uh, really interesting. This was a weekend wedding, had to get a hotel for two nights. And both nights, my older daughter refused to sleep in my, she stayed at her grandparents because it was low, close to the venue. So she's like, Grandma, can I stay with you guys tonight? My dad snored. So she didn't even stay with me. Refused to. And by the way, after the wedding, I was a mess. It was probably good that she wasn't there. And I don't mean I was a mess from, you know, being drunk. I'm just old. So I was, I'm sure I was snoring. I had indigestion. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> um, I, I just, so I was making noise. Like she, my, my daughter thinks I make too, I swallow too loud or smack my lip, whatever. Right. So I can guarantee you, I was making noises after the wedding. So she made a good choice, drove her parent and my parents home uh, and slept at their house that night. She is wise. Now she left her sister behind to deal with your noises. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good on her. Good on her. Yeah. You're young. You can deal with that sound. She, yeah. She, she complains less. Let's just put it that way. Okay. But, you know, she's in eighth grade. So I'm sure the complaining is going to pick up over the next couple of years. Okay. That's interesting. So that, uh, we, you know, we did boy, girl, uh, boy, girl, boy, dad, 
Girl Dad. Boys really the worst picks up is about eighth, ninth, eighth grade. By ninth grade, it starts to just even out and then you get through high school. And so girls, though, you're saying it, it, it keeps getting worse through high school. Well, as far as the noises their dad makes and their tolerance towards them. But I will tell you this. So really interesting. I told a lot of people at this wedding because it came up that she didn't sleep in the hotel room. It was just me and her on the on the Friday night and then on Saturday for the wedding with the whole family. But um, I a lot of people found out, oh, Sam didn't sleep in the hotel with you last night. I'm like, nah, I snore, and she doesn't like that. They laugh. They, they give a look, and I'm like, oh, yeah, one time over the summer, she had the pillow above my head, and that already hit me and came down and hit me again as I woke up, and then they laugh a little harder, and then all the dads are like, like well, I snore too, and then they tell a story about their kid like yelling at them, and uh, my one cousin, he got two. Now, this is, a, this is like a move you would pull. He's got a son who's 18 and a daughter who's 15. And so he got two hotel rooms. So it was boy, boy, girl, girl. So that way you don't have to deal with them fighting and all that crap. And uh, in the middle of the night, the son left the room and went to the other room and said, Mom, I can't sleep in there. He's snoring too loud. <laughs> so, yeah. then, so then, but here's this is funny. So then she's like, okay, the mom gets up, gets into bed with her daughter because they had their own beds, right? Because they were living large. Gets into bed with the daughter so the, the son sleeps down. Then she says she wakes up a little later and he's gone. And then in the morning she finds out that the reason he left is because she was snoring. Well, so at the end of the day, we're all old. We all snore and kids just got to get over it. And deal yeah. with it because they're going to be the same way. That's right. That's right. They're definitely going to be snoring someday. So just let it go. Let it be. I, you know, I think we wanted to do a quick episode. I right. think we, we hit it. Definitely hit it. We we edited out a lot of dull things that we hoped would be funny in the last episode, and it really kicked up the humor. We might think about rehearsing in the future. Yeah, but there's one other thing, Obi, we missed. Yes, the, the website that we have. We have a brand new website. Yes, that we're going to promote with this episode. I, it's a weird website address, so I'm not even going to try to give it to you. It's not www.drinkingfromthegardenhose.edu. Um, and then we also found out that um, if we do really well with it, you're going to get a bong that's called Hitting from the Garden Hose. Yes, yes. Somehow we uh, we did get to that point that um, I don't remember what it was. If it was the website or some other joke, but yes, that's how we ended the last episode. That we are going to uh, eventually have a bond name hitting from the garden hose. Maybe uh, it should be a hookah, but uh, it'll be more communal. Yeah, yeah. And we like that because we're grumpy and we want to bring everyone together, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I'm a hobie. That's Ed, and we are still drinking from the garden hose. <laughs>